0: Hi, welcome back to another episode of What's the Vibe with Katie and Amy. We're rolling through some new material today, and I already know we don't have any updates because we just did one, so I only have one question. I'm ready. What's the vibe? No, the vibe is so fun today. Okay, I'm ready for some
1: fun. The vibe is twins.
0: Ooh.
1: The vibe is You'll understand why I say this. Unsolicited advice.
0: (laughs) Okay, twins. Unsolicited advice. The
1: vibe is rivalry. Mm. And the vibe is pseudonyms.
0: I'm into whatever this is because it's so intriguing.
1: I almost feel like you are going to... Surely you know. At some point in my story, you're going to know what... This is what I'm talking about. Okay. Because I've heard of it and it's from a long time ago. Okay.
0: <laughs> but I'm going to try to sit still so everything stops making so much damn noise, I can't. <laughs> okay,
1: it is hard. Yeah. So just before I even start, I thought it was kind of fun because we've always joked about, joked, but also we've been very serious about having our own business. Mm hmm or being our own bosses. Yes. But that has ranged so far from like, we've talked about the podcast. Mm -hmm. We've talked about doing a daycare.
0: That was very brief conversation.
1: We've talked about opening up our own stores, doing Mm -hmm. a coffee shop. Mm -hmm. We've talked about selling our own solicited advice. Yes, we have talked about that We've talked about that. So I'm going to tell you about a couple of people that have done one of those things, okay, for their career, throughout their life.
0: I hope it's something I can figure out and learn and do.
1: So this is going to go through a couple of different phases, and at the end, I've got a couple of questions for you.
0: Okay, this one this does sound fun.
1: I'm excited. It's just like came to me spur of the moment. I was <laughs> like, ooh. So, I'm going to start in 1907. Damn. Damn. And I'm going to bring it all the way up to 2023. Okay. So, in 1907, a woman by the name of Ruth Crowley was a Chicago nurse and an associate editor for American Family Magazine. Okay. Okay. So that, she was born in 1907. I think I might have said she was working, but she wasn't. She was okay. just a wee baby. <laughs> Aww. But in 19... 19- Why did you
0: go Irish? <laughs> she was just a wee baby. I, I don't know. <laughs> that was cute. I we should do accents yeah. one day. That would be so fun. All of mine are the same. <laughs> <laughs> or just off one. <laughs> You've got a fun
1: Scottish and Australian <laughs> accent. I love when you channel Nicole Kidman. <laughs>
0: What's the problem, Keith? (laughs) Okay, I'm so sorry. sorry. I look and sound just like her. (laughs) Did you even know it was me? I have your (laughs) autograph. No, right?
1: Here we go. (laughs) Back to Ruth. Ruth was a wee baby. No, so she was a wee baby for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) Did you grow up? It was a nurse and an associate editor editor for a magazine. Those are like two hard jobs
0: to be doing she was at the same it. time, yeah.
1: Another roof killing. Yeah. It. Damn. In 1941 though, she started writing a childcare column for The Sun. And she was just really loving writing
0: mm.
1: and giving people like information at, with her background as a nurse on how to care for kids. Okay. But it just wasn't enough for her. So within two years, she said, I want to start writing a second column. Like, I feel like I just have more that I could share. But at the same time, she was, didn't want people to be confused mm-hmm. by her having two columns. So she decided to come up with a fake name and started a very popular Advice column known as Ask Ann Landers. Oh, okay. Now, at the time, she kept her identity as Ann Landers a secret from everyone except her children. Okay. So, as far as anybody was concerned, her coworkers, anybody that read the child care column, anybody that she worked with, she was Ruth. She had nothing to do with Ann Landers. Okay. Slowly, Ask Ann Landers started gaining popularity and people were writing in from all over. And Ann Landers herself was (laughs) a national and cultural icon. Yeah. She, oh, not she, not Ann, even though Ann is the same person as Ruth. In 1954, Ruth added another thing on her plate. And she began hosting a TV show called All About Baby. This was a daytime TV show. The episodes were about 15 minutes long. I tried to find one, oh. but apparently there's only three episodes still existing today. Oh, wow. And they're like on tape and a lot at Universal or something. Oh, like wow. That. Like, okay. Yeah. But all the same time, she was still like, her focus was. Ask Ann Landers. Ask me some advice, and I'll give it to you. Okay. Sadly, 1955, at the age of 48, Ruth passed away.
0: What? Dun dun. Dun dun. Wah wah. Too soon. Too soon. Um, from what? 48 years old. It's a bay. It's a wee baby. Still. <laughs> she was still a wee baby. Damn.
1: I just wanted to share that little bit of information about Ruth because she created Ann Landers. Mm-hmm. She's the one that came up with that. But I want the story to be about? Ask Landers. So when Ruth passed away, you wanted to be about what? I wanted it to be about the advice column. Okay,
0: ask Ann Landers.
1: Is the name of the column. Okay,
0: you just said ask Landers. I thought you said ask. I thought you
1: said Ann Landers.
0: Whatever. <laughs> Rewind the name. <laughs> But I want this
1: story to be about
0: Ask Landers. <laughs> okay. Ask Ann Landers.
1: Yes. The the column just because... It's Twitter was... twin shows up. What is going on?
0: <laughs> okay. Sorry.
1: Just because Ruth was done, the column was not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I
1: killed you. I totally stepped on your moment. <laughs> yeah.
0: I really tried to get it out. And you're like, wait, her mysterious twin? <laughs> But then you persisted. That's what, what? What did you say?
1: Just because Ruth was done, ask Aunt Landers. Was, was not. <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. When I have a good idea, just like open the door. I can't let it go. Yeah, no, I'm I proud of you. get it out. <laughs> I'm proud of you. No one's gonna stop me because it was the final attempt. When I was like, "Damn, she was trying to deliver that," I would not <laughs> shut up. Okay. Yeah. I'm so sorry. So. Ann Landers. <laughs> Shouldn't it all be
0: Ann Landers?
1: <laughs> <laughs> For those of you listening, I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> yeah. Received 2,000 letters a day. Oh my gosh. Not text.
0: That's right. Not emails. People were buying stamps to get their Handwritten
1: letters. They needed help mm. answering questions, getting advice. So, after Ruth passed away... Of course, her employers were like,
0: we got to get an ad posted. (laughs) (laughs) As she's being lowered to the ground, they're interviewing. Oh, (laughs) Uh, yeah. Terrible.
1: So they actually, instead of hiring somebody, they held an in-house competition to see who would be able to take her advice, call them over. And on October 16th, 1955, they chose a winner. By the name of Esther Letterer. 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 Okay. Esther went by EP.
0: EP. It's
1: just what she was called when she was little.
0: EP. EP. It's cute.
1: A little bit of background that I want to share with you about EP. EP was born in 1918. Oh my God. And she had an identical twin sister. Actually, let me tell you this first. Epi's full name was Esther Pauline Friedman. Okay. Her twin sister's full name, Pauline Esther
0: Friedman. Oh.
1: What were her parents, what were their parents doing? They just seems lazy. I mean, what? Wait, there's two of them? Just flip it. (laughs) Just flip it. That's all they did. The girls grew up in Iowa. And attended Morningside College in the late 1930s for three years, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. While they were at college, they wrote a gossip column together for the college's newspaper. EPI majored in journalism and psychology. Mm-hmm. So over the next 47 years, EPI became Ann Landers.
0: Wow. She would
1: very often give unpopular opinions and as they moved out of the 1950s and into the 60s and 70s, she started giving advice in favor of things like legalizing prostitution, pro-choice on abortion, um, denouncing a popular atheist that was apparently big time and was in support of homosexuality and equal became a media celebrity. Wow,
0: way ahead of her time. Way ahead of her time. Way ahead of her Giving time.
1: Giving so much advice.
0: The atheist thing threw me off.
1: Yeah, me too, but I didn't have time to dig That's into fine. it, so don't <laughs> ask questions.
0: It's fine. Because you'd think she'd be like, whatever. right? If she was supporting of everybody else having... right, choos- and- choosing their lifestyle. Yeah, hmm, Interesting. I like her. I know, she's yeah. fun. Unlike Ruth, though,
1: she didn't she wasn't like keeping her identity a secret. Like people knew that she was Ann Landers. Okay. And she became a media celebrity. She started appearing on TV. She would go to different charity events. Like she was she was doing great. Okay. She was, however, after 47 years diagnosed with multiple myeloma. Mm. And just six months later, after opting for no treatment for her condition, she passed away. Two weeks from her 84th birthday.
0: Oh wow. Huh.
1: She chose, unlike Ruth, again, not to have anybody take over the column.
0: Okay.
1: And she was pretty much said, when I'm done, so was the column. Oh. Like this is it.
0: <clears throat> As she should after doing it that long. Right. Wow.
1: Even though they stopped Ask in Landers. That's so hard. <laughs> it is. Her editors were encouraged to start something called Annie's Mailbox. And it ran from the time of her death in 2002 until 2016. And I included a little direct quote in here. And at the very first, I think, or second letter that Annie's Mailbox Got. They were still sending it to
0: Annie. Ask oh, Ann.
1: Annie. Mm-hmm. They said there are two of us, and neither of us are named Annie. The mailbox was named in honor of Anne Landers, with whom we both worked with for many years. Hence it's Annie's mailbox. After all, there can only be one Anne Landers. We simply do the best that we can to honor honor her legacy. Wow. So, that was kind of the end of Anne Landers. Oh. But the story is not over. Wow. Okay. Because I told you that E.P. had a twin. Right. And the vibe was rivalry. Dun, dun dun. Dun So her twin, Pauline. Let's talk about her a little bit. Yeah. So, like I said, she did that advice column with her sister in college. She also studied and majored in journalism and psychology. Oh, wow. Just like her sister. And in 1956, just a year after Ask Ann Landers was taken over by E.P., Pauline moved to San Francisco. She called up the editor of the San Francisco Chronicle and an indirect quote here.
0: Perfect. Love them.
1: She was like, hey, you know that really popular advice column? And he was like, Yeah. She's like, I I could write one even better than that. Damn. I guess her sister has a twin. Yeah. Usually twins have like this undeniable connection. I can feel when you're in her room. Yeah. No, she was going to, she was set out.
0: She probably said she was the pretty twin, too. (laughs)
1: Probably. (laughs) The editor was really impressed. With her confidence and, excuse me, her background. And I'll tell you what that means in a minute.
0: Okay.
1: He gave her several letters and said, take these, write anonymous responses to them, and come back to me in a week with your letters. She went home, wrote those responses, and was back within two hours. She wanted her advice yeah. column. So... When she had called this editor up, she had told him that she was a professional writer and had all this experience, but later, a long time down the road, she did an interview with Larry King and said, I lied to that editor. Like, I wanted that job so bad. I was never a professional writer. I didn't even have any work experience, not even a social security number yet. What? I know. Isn't that wild? But he loved her. So, he said, you want to call him? Yeah. It's yours. It's yours. Ah, You know what they called it? This is the one I knew.
0: Well, I keep thinking Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Okay. Okay. Yep. A- Annie, Abby.
1: Ask, yep. Abby. Dear Abby.
0: And to me, Dear Abby was more popular because that's the one that's in my
1: head. Right. That's the one I knew of.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm curious to hear how this plays out.
1: Right. So... When she started writing Dear Abby, immediately, of course, there was tension with her and her I baby. would think. They went on for years and barely spoke. Mm. Um, at one point, and I couldn't figure out if they actually did this or not, but Pauline called up a paper in Iowa, which is where they grew up, and said, I'll give you my column at a reduced price if you don't print my sister's <gasps> column. Oh, my God. And I wish I knew if they did it, but I have no idea.
0: Oh my goodness. But
1: that's how like serious she
0: was. Like she wanted to be successful. Damn, That's so awkward. Like you couldn't have chosen a different career. (laughs) Something. I mean, the red flag when they were writing
1: it, maybe she wanted to do it together. And her sister was like, "No, I don't want to do this with you. Because they did the one together in college.
0: Huh. Wow.
1: The sisters did eventually reconcile But still, in terms of the column, things were still pretty, mm, we're we're just not going to talk about it. Like, let's just do our own thing. But it went on to be very successful. Yeah. And again, like her sister, she would express unpopular opinions in support of gay rights, divorce in the 50s, just like all kinds of things.
0: How are these women so progressive? I don't know. Huh. That's interesting. Right. In
1: 1987, Pauline at this time had a daughter named Jean, and she wanted her to come on as a co-author. So she brought Jean on, and they co-authored the column together. They would go on to write the column for a little over 10 years when Jean would eventually take over in the early 2000s. okay. Not long after Jean took over, they announced that Pauline – A couple of years earlier, had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Oh, Pauline continued life until 2013 when she passed away at the age of 94.
0: I love all this longevity you're bringing tonight. (laughs) Or I'm sorry, that was last week to you guys. But side note, dang, her
1: husband was still living at the time, and they had been married for 74 years. 74 I'm, years. Could you imagine 74 days with a man?
0: <laughs> I mean, let's just decide the man. <laughs> then I'll tell you, Fair yeah, then I'll tell you if I,
1: about her husband. If so. I
0: can imagine it or not. Um. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I am very independent. I do like to run my own show. So that would be.
1: 74 years, that's crazy. 74 years. But he had to be pretty open-minded if she was out there telling True. people. True. Yeah, be gay. Yeah, get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do what you want with your body. Like, I do love a supportive king. Yeah. So there we go.
0: Okay, I like him. I like him.
1: So unlike Ask Ann Landers, Dear Abby is still being written to this day by her daughter, Jean.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: I don't really have any more information on the two advice columns, mm-hmm. but I thought it would be so fun. I picked a couple of people that had written it. Oh, I'm so glad. To Dear
0: Abby. Oh, I'm so glad. I was hoping you did.
1: I'm going to read them to you, and I want to know what advice you'd give
0: them. Oh, this is even more fun than <laughs> I, I had know! I'm ready. <laughs> okay. 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 Mm -hmm. I think I have four. Get my advice
1: columnist vibe going here. I'm ready. (laughs) Do you know what I titled this? Mm -mm. Ask Amy. I give them all (laughs) titles. (laughs) I titled it Dear Amy. Mm. And then I put in parentheses Amy's advice column. Love it. Okay. Okay. Dear Amy, I have been married to my husband for 23 years. We are both originally from Europe. He hasn't seen his brother in 25 years, so we are planning to go on a vacation near where his brother and girlfriend currently live. My husband is willing to pay for them as they cannot afford the trip, and they will be staying with us for two or three days. My dilemma, my husband expects us all to share a two-bedroom hotel suite. Abby, I'm sorry, Amy, (laughs) I do not know these people. I am anxious about sharing a suite with people I have never met and with whom I do not share a common language. Mm. I have expressed my unease to my husband and asked if we could have two separate hotel rooms. He was very upset and said it will cost more for him to arrange two rooms and now wants to cancel the trip because I'm being selfish. Am I being unreasonable? Sincerely, Nervous in New York.
0: Oh. All right. Dear Nervous in New York. This is so fun. I don't personally think you're being unreasonable. I think personal space is healthy for Mm -hmm. both you and your brother and his girlfriend. I think your husband needs to fork over the extra money and get the two sweets and then have a great time together.
1: Oh yes. I love that. (laughs) What did, what did Ann say or Abby say? Abby said, dear nervous because your husband feels he cannot afford to pay for two completely separate accommodations. Tell him first you agree but with certain ground rules. Okay. He must translate any conversations in which you are present for. This can be time consuming and hard work. Second, you will be free to take your, to take excursions on your own if you wish. You can't be trapped there the entire time listening to conversations that are Greek to you. Give it a try, and you might be pleasantly surprised to find that you like your brother in law and his lady friends. But turns out you don't. You don't have to go along on your husband's next visit, which may not happen for another quarter of a century.
0: Fair too. I Fair know. too. Okay. I agree with Abby as well. But I'm just like, come on if you want to do this trip and to make everybody comfortable right you can make some extra bucks what doordash <laughs> <laughs> amazon flux amazon sir Flux. get out you there. can make 200 bucks a day and you've got that hotel paid for and your brother comes once every 25 years but right i agree with her too
1: yes i see both sides
0: yeah
1: i don't see the i'll just cancel it then that's, that's excessive it's giving
0: your husband some yeah. brat if i'm being yeah. honest
1: Dear Amy, Mm -hmm. my husband Randall was a widower when we met. His wife, Sylvia, had passed away in November of 2010. We got married in October of 2015. I was recently shocked to discover that Randall has kept Sylvia's Facebook page open, supposedly so his grandchildren can send her messages on her birthday or anytime they feel like it. Last September, he posted a message that read, Happy Anniversary, Love You and Miss You, 52 years today. If she were still living, that would have marked 52 years of marriage. When I read it, I realized that in his heart, he still feels married to her. Am I wrong for feeling that way? Sincerely, one of two wives.
0: That's tough. That is a tough one. Hmm. What was, how did she sign off? One of two wives. Dear one or dear two, sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) Dear two, I say just move past it. If you have an otherwise happy marriage, he's allowed to grieve somebody that was important in his life. And there are children and grandchildren involved. So, if there are no other red flags in this marriage, I say let him continue to grieve in his own time. Yeah. Love Amy. Love Amy.
1: Something, that, something else that you made me think of when you were giving your response is if he posted last year, it would have been 52 years of 52 marriage. 52 years. 52 years. That means they were together for at least 40 years. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah.
1: I can't imagine having to shut that
0: off. You've lost, that's a ch- that's your life. Your life. Everything you've done was with that person. You have little people running around that remind you of that person. I mean, I'm sure it does hurt. You want to be their number one, but you're not, honey. Yeah. Like you knew when you signed up, he was a way Exactly. Or... Abby
1: says. Let's see what
0: Abby says. Dear one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. I don't think you are wrong, but please understand that some people don't get completely over the death of a loved one. And your husband may be one of those people. It's not that unusual if my Facebook is any example. People post about their departed parents, grandparents, even their pets and memorial pages on Facebook after a person's demise. If you and Randall have a good marriage, I suggest you develop a sense of humor about it. Sylvia is not a threat to you unless you make her one. Knowing that might lighten your load.
0: We're kind of on the same page yeah, there.
1: Yeah, I would say so. Yeah.
0: She's not a threat to her, just like she said. You're right. If she is, you've got bigger problems.
1: <laughs> Seriously, you better call it Melinda Gordon. <laughs> yeah. we need to get the ghost whisperer up in here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Sorry, I've been really into ghost whisperer lately.
0: <laughs> <really. laughs> I love a good show from 2005. Yeah. <laughs> I've, the kids and I have a funny memory. I know it was at least me and the girls. It might have just been me, Star, and Maggie. we were watching Ghost Whisperer one night. Okay. And it was all dark, of course. And I think it must have been Gabe or somebody was coming home, and oh. we, and we didn't know. No <laughs> okay. And the next thing we know, we see his reflection in the glass. Oh, that would be so scary. <laughs> and we all we were like, ah! and then when we saw, and then here comes Gabe, like, what the hell? Oh what's going on, guys? <laughs> So yeah, I used to really. You're a spirit. (laughs) As one does. (laughs) (laughs) It's like how many
1: spirits are popping up on you guys? Oh, that's good. You're gonna like this one. Dear Abby. Dear Amy. Sorry. Amy, damn it. I recently moved away from my home state and across the country. In a text to my mother, I suggested she come and visit and stay at my place for a few days. A few days later, in a family group text, my father mentioned he is looking forward to visiting. While I am polite to my father for my mother's sake, I do not want him visiting me or staying in my house. The invitation was strictly for her. How can I tell my mother this without upsetting her? I would really like for her to visit, but I am simply not comfortable seeing my father. Sincerely uncomfortable
0: in the East. Dear Uncomfortable, I say, first of all, what the hell's going on? <laughs> no, give me the tea. Girl. What trauma <laughs> is going on with Dad and whatever it is? I say you are just honest with your mother. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck with two house guests, lady. Right. So I say be honest. Love, Amy. <laughs>
1: Dear Uncomfortable. Is your mother aware of your feelings about your father? If she isn't, tell her why and how you feel. If she's aware, then she was wrong not to let him know that the invitation was only for her. Pick up a phone, call her, and make it clear that he is not to accompany
0: her. Ooh, I think we lined up again. I should I start an advice column? I, I think you should. Uh, yeah, that's it's gonna be Katie and Amy's advice column because the problem is, is I'll spit it out, but I don't want to read. So, <laughs> <okay>. yes. <laughs> so we're, it's gonna have to be a tag team effort here. Wow, this is yeah. Do you need advice? Please write, email us, uh, messages too. Oh, I would love if we got some questions. That Please. would be so. It could be fake
1: advice. Just make something <laughs> uh, up. Give us Please. something to
0: work with here. We're clearly good at it.
1: Okay, I'm going to do one more. Okay. I had a couple more than I thought I did. Dear Amy, my son has a best friend, Earl. He has hung out with since they were 14. Earl considers me his second mother because his mo- real mother deserted him after he graduated from high school. He has never married or had kids. I'm 76 and Earl is 55. He does small jobs for me off and on, like changing the light bulbs in my kitchen, fixing a light switch, replacing my windshield wipers, etc. He calls me off and on, and we email a lot. We both love movies and enjoy discussing them and the actors. When he calls, I know I sometimes get long-winded. <laughs> like this email. <laughs> I'm sure. Sure. Earl gets tired of me going on and on about my stuff. But instead of telling me he needs to go, he quietly hangs up on me. He <laughs> just honey, he didn't hang up on me fell asleep. I think it's extremely rude. I wish he would just tell me he has to go. I wouldn't be upset about that. Earl never mentions it later and we just go on as usual. I could tell him I'm never speaking to him again if he does it again. But I need him to help with those small tasks, so I don't want to make him mad. Should I remain silent about it? What should I do? Sincerely, left hanging in California. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, okay.
1: She's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, she's so good. Maybe he thinks she has dementia or something and she'll forget. That she- he could
1: at least be like, hello? <laughs> can I get a word in? I it? can't hear you. We must have a bad back- connection. No. <laughs> Plot twist. Earl has narcolepsy and he's just falling out. Because I was like reading that long-winded letter, he does this stuff for me. We're this age. Yeah, I thought it was going to get weird and then she's like, he hangs
0: up on me. I thought it was going to be like, he's into me and I was going to be like, well, I have a rule. (laughs) You do. (laughs) Call it your son. (laughs) Exactly. If you're one year younger than my son, it's not happening. (laughs) But if you're 31 or above, call me. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. Dear Left Hanging. Oh my gosh. Just, every time you say dear,
1: you give the exact same title as what oh, i oh, okay. sorry.
0: Dear left hanging, might I suggest that you pursue some outside hobbies? Perhaps join a book club or attend bingo. Find another outlet because clearly Earl has other things to do. He's kind enough to help you around the house. Don't take advantage of that kindness. By keeping him on the phone for hours. Sincerely, Amy.
1: (laughs) Dear Left Hanging, tell Earl that when he hangs up on you, it's extremely hurtful. Explain that you know you are sometimes long-winded. If he needs the conversation to end, there are kinder ways of doing it. Tell him that if he lets you know he needs to go, it will not hurt your feelings and that you would
0: prefer it this way.
1: Then cross your fingers that the second son gets the message. Sincerely, Abby.
0: I don't liked mine better. I did too. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe we do need to start an advice column. I don't know. I mean, there is something to be said for honesty. Hi, Jake! (laughs) Come make a guest appearance on our podcast.
1: Just
0: keep your face yeah. on the camera. I talk about our husband all the time. You can at least say hi to the Just fans. say hi to the fans. <laughs> Look at that
1: handsome ginger. What is this? The neighbors. neighbors? Yes.
0: yes, thank you. Two seconds. You. I'm so sorry. I loved it. Those were good. And I, I know I'm just, it's probably just my ego, but I really did like mine better. I think if she found another outlet, this wouldn't be so offensive and someone needs to tell her about the way you're telling I, her, you're
1: yeah. like,
0: get over it and mm-hmm. go do something else. But that'd be the beauty about it. writing an advice column. You can be direct. That's true. That is very true. So that's
1: all I have. But, I would love to do a part two if we really did get some oh, people me too. or just scenarios asking for advice. So mm-hmm. anybody gets anything, send it our way. Yeah,
0: I might just email myself.
1: If you need advice, <laughs> yes, just type it up and then tell us what you tell yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. yes, that is all I have.
0: Keep it fun. That was good. fun. So what's your vibe? My vibe. Once again, I'm on a trend. I'm on a women power. Okay. Survive at all costs. I love it. I just think it's important. I we've kind of been down in our house a little bit, and just some reminders that you can overcome. Yes, you all can. odds. So, with that being said, I'm going to tell you the amazing survival story of Susan Kuhnhausen. Okay. Have you ever heard of Susan Never. Kuhnhausen? Well, it, Susan Kuhnhausen was a 15, 51, not 15. Oh, I was thinking of 15-year-old? No, a 51-year-old nurse. Okay. And she worked the night shift. And one, did she work the night shift? Yes, she did.
1: She I think did. she did.
0: And one morning she came home, though. But you know how sometimes it's still dark in the morning? Yes. But every night when she left for work, she would open up all of her blinds. So that when she would come oh, home, okay. it would be light
1: oh my kind of girl yeah I love all of the blinds
0: open this is when it's daylight out as I'm about to tell this story I'm thinking well oh, this is gonna be the death of me because I love it dark <laughs> no. I'll never see an attacker coming <laughs> no I want the blinds open I want the sunshine sure. in the house maybe I'll try it once I move <laughs> you should it gives you energy yeah and now that I have no windows where I'm currently living, I'll be like, "Oh, what is this glass <laughs> device? Give me
1: some too much.
0: But this morning, when she comes home from work, it's completely dark in her house. Ugh. So she thinks she must have just forgotten to open the blinds before she left. And when she had come in her house, she came in through the mudroom, okay. and there was a note on the back door that said needed time to think so I went to the beach does she have a roommate? Mike okay Mike is her husband oh and they were currently going through a divorce
1: I guess you did say she was 51 not that 51 year olds can't have roommates but it would make more sense for her to be
0: married (laughs) would it though? (laughs) would it (laughs) though? somebody Somebody (laughs) else lives with her (laughs) okay fair enough fair enough (laughs) And she had met her husband Mike through a personal ad that she had posted with the help of like her mother and a friend. Okay. And because this was oh gosh, what year was this, Katie? I'm so unprepared. I'm so (laughs) sorry. I thought you said it was nineteen fifty three. No. Seventy four. It was the early 2000s. <laughs> no. it, was, it was the early 2000s. And I guess in the early 2000s they didn't have like tender.
1: Yeah. No, I
0: don't. Bumble grinder.
1: Have Facebook yet.
0: Okay. Like... Then she So that's why that explains <laughs> it. That's why she had to put a personal ad in the newspaper and it was so, I wish I had it word for word cause it was so cute. It was like slightly overweight, lady looking for love or something. That is
1: harsh. <laughs> Could you imagine meeting your husband through the newspaper? First of all, I'm trying what, to imagine what it. What would you write?
0: What would my personal ad To get essay. somebody's
1: attention?
0: Gosh, I don't know. You know what I mean? I know. Sassy, outgoing, <laughs> independent woman looking for, never mind. <laughs> so people are going to be like, oh, she doesn't want me. I want her. <laughs> I, like, hope. I can't resist a woman that wants to be independent. <laughs> that means she pays her own bills. I'm in. <laughs> but Mike responded to the ad, and they were married for I think 12 years, but okay. things had kind of soured. So that's why when she came home that day, he wasn't there. And as she enters her bedroom and she looks over at the curtains, like, man, I can't believe I didn't open those. A man walks out from behind. The <gasps> I know. I mean, if you really put yourself there. I know. It's so bad.
1: Oh, that's creepy, just because it almost gives like bathroom. Like when you go to the bathroom and it's dark in there and you're like somebody behind the shower curtain you're not going to oh, be me yes, like, yes, yes.
0: Oh. I, I have looked behind my shower yes, curtain like, before you know, like, trick your mind yeah. into, like thinking mm-hmm. that. Oh. I have tricked my mind so bad when I've spooked myself out that I'll be looking out the window and be like <gasps> and then I realize it's me it's <laughs> my
1: reflection my thing used to be which
0: it was mostly when I was growing up because I haven't
1: had this since I moved out but when I was little mm. we always lived in a two story house you go upstairs, at, you go up the stairs at night, even if like you're just going from the kitchen, but it's dark behind you, you're like, if you don't go so fast, I'm going to get you. <laughs> like, no. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you better be rocking up them
0: stairs and that monster is going to get you. And the more you think about yes. it. Yes, yes. I will freak myself out. But you say that it just reminds me of something that I said <laughs> to Josiah. Have I told you this before? <laughs> we were talking about eventually I'm going to die. Everybody oh. knows this. We all are. <laughs> And I was telling him, like, you know, I just want you to know, Josiah, that I'll always be with you, you know, but, you know, not in the rainbows, the butterflies. (laughs) I'm going to be creeping up behind you in the middle of the night whispering (laughs) Yeah, no. so if he ever just hears a slight whisper, i going, "Damn it, mom!" He gets a little breeze by his
1: ear. <laughs> my mom's here.
0: <laughs> Stop what you're doing. <laughs> okay, so sorry I'm we got sidetracked. Oh, that was fun. This man had a hammer in his hand oh too. Oh, My
1: gosh!
0: But and in, in Susan's own words, she has said, "I was an attacker's like dream." I was 51, I was overweight, I had two bad knees, and I just worked, you know, 10 hours. So he thought, this is going to be easy peasy, but what this hitman, spoiler alert, this is a hitman, what this hitman did not know is that the nurses had all taken a self-defense class. Oh, that's I smart. Know. Because in the emergency room, you know, sometimes there's unruly patients. That's true. Or just you know, you've got to kind of put your weight into stuff, and yeah. so they had all. And it's night shift, right? So they've taken this self defense class. And here's something that I learned from this self defense class. I want you to learn, and I want you to learn. I hope you're gonna get up and show us. Jake, get back in here. Try to my shoulder. <laughs> Try to punch me. He <laughs> <laughs> come at me with a hammer, man. No, we get slap happy by the second episode.
1: I don't know. You were pretty slap happy <laughs> last true, week. True.
0: What we, what she learned in self defense classes? If you are ever up and you know you're about to be attacked, do not turn and run away. Smart crowd them. Oh, crowd them. Get closer Get closer because it's harder for them to hit you with anything if you're right there on top of them. Oh, that would be scary. That would be so scary. But she took it. She stuck to her training. Yeah. And so she rushes in and she's like trying to like, you know, pushing back. And she's saying, who sent you? What are you doing here? Yeah. And he is hitting her with the hammer. Okay. But the blows are not as powerful as they would have been as if yeah. she would have been running off and he hit her in the back of the head or something. So... That was good advice. I know. She pulled him down to the floor and repeatedly bit him in the arm and the thigh, hoping that if he did end up mm-hmm. overpowering her and taking over, that her teeth marks would be on oh, him. Oh, so smart. His, her DNA would be on him. She was trying to grab stuff and like of his and throw it under the bed. She was even thinking wow. all the way through, like if this doesn't go the way I want it to, he's going to get caught.
1: They're going to catch him. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And even though he was a lot taller than her, she outweighed him. So she was using her weight to pin him down or to bum rush him. I mean, this fight went on for a long time and the whole time she's asking him questions and trying to get him to tell her something. He only said one sentence to her the whole time. You're strong. I mean when you're right you're right <laughs> they can't be right all the time yeah you're strong like that's so creepy that's creepy <clears throat> so then she gets him in a chokehold and he's starting to lose consciousness and she said if you tell me what you're doing here I'll call you an ambulance if you don't we're calling the morgue
1: oh get it Susan.
0: Bye. Yeah, Susan. Okay, good. <laughs> so eventually, she does ch- choke him unconscious. Wow! And she gets up to run out. He comes back too, and the and the fight's back on again. So basically the same thing, but she this time she's on top of him, and she ends up like choking, choking him, him choking him. Once she's sure he's not moving, because she doesn't want to get up again and get attacked right. again, <clears throat> she runs over to the neighbor's house. They call nine one one, and they get over there to the apartment. Um, this man is pronounced dead at the wow. Scene. He came to kill her and lost his and he's life
1: instead for her. Oh my gosh!
0: Afterwards. Susan and her neighbor are like looking through the apartment and they find a backpack Okay, that doesn't belong to Susan that shouldn't be there and they turn it over to the police and inside the backpack they find a planner
1: oh I thought you were gonna be like it's full of money so after he killed her he could take it and
0: go you know what I mean no it has his day planner in it (sighs) and on the like two or three days earlier in the week it says call Mike <laughs> K or Coonhouse. I might even had his whole last name.
1: What? So this was the this was the Hitman's
0: backpack. This was the Hitman's backpack, yes.
1: Oh, I thought it was gonna be the estranged husband's
0: backpack. No, no, it was the hitman's backpack, but it linked him to the, to the husband. husband. And it was determined that. Mike, the husband, mm-hmm. knew she had already changed her will because they were already in the stages of divorce,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but he wanted the house. That's it. That's it. He wanted the house.
1: Was this, did they live in the playboy mansion? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what house did they live in? It was worth killing somebody over. I
0: know. I know. That's crazy.
1: What? I'm sorry. I know you're really excited about yeah. the house that you're getting. In. Yes. If somebody wanted, if somebody said, "Give me
0: that house, or I'm going to kill you," what would you do? I'd be like, I'm just going to peace out, and I'll fight <laughs> like, this out in court. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. It's insane. Um, one week after the attempted murder, police found Mike hiding in Sunnyside, Oregon. The following day, Susan officially filed for divorce. Good for her. He pled guilty August 30th, 2007 um, for a murder-to-hire plot, and he was sentenced to... Oh, probably six years. Seven years. Ah. Since in the years after the attack, Susan always felt as though somebody was watching her. Yeah, I bet. So she decided to move to a new home, and spent much of her time practicing at the shooting range. Good. So come on back, buddy. Right. Believing she had to prepare if Michael ever came back.
1: Haha, ha, Michael, now you nor Susan got the house. Yeah. Like, what?
0: It's insane. But one thing that Susan did, and let me just read this really quick so I don't tell you wrong, because this is kind of important for the advocacy.
1: I love that you said, let me just read this to you really quick. Unlike me, who's just like talking, talking.
0: Uh,
1: doing a mitch mcconnell up here
0: <laughs> you know why you're gonna love susan why because katie's creeping okay yes in 2017 susan she changed her name to walters okay. susan walters worked with the multnomah i'm sorry if i mispronounced that county district attorney's office in creating case companion a free website dedicated to supporting victims of crimes in the area. It answers questions about the justice system, what to expect in proceedings, and provides online resources for victims. Furthermore, as soon as the office files charges, victims can track their offenders, Uh. court dates, sentencing details, and information about when offenders, excuse me, information about when offenders, about offenders? (laughs) When they are released. Okay. So it's like a, my case. Yes. I for, love for that area. My case. Yes. So it's just a story of this woman. Here's a picture of Susan and I'm not body shaming her. And anything, but she wasn't a, a bodybuilder or anything. This is okay. You know, but she was still, and she was faced with a six foot tall man with a hammer. Oh, that would be so scary. And she still said, I'm going to fight this through.
1: Do you know what happened to Mike? Because yeah. it would be he's been released since then, right?
0: Well, he would have been. Oh. But Michael Kuhnhausen died at sixty five nice. sixty five years old at the Snake River Correctional Institution in Oregon. Wow. So he died while serving that time. What? R. I. P.
1: Can he even imagine that his life was about to end anyways? Like <sighs> he should have just lived it out while he had the chance. And also, if you're capable
0: of that, what would what would he have done upon release? I know that's why I was like, Ugh. that had to give Susan so much peace. Yes, I bet. So oh, good. Oh, no, that's all I got. And and, that, and Susan is also on an episode of I survive So check her out on that. Okay.
1: Well, this has been a really good, yeah, it was a been- really fun episode. So. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of What's the Vibe with Katie and Amy. Please don't forget to like, comment, share, send it to your friend, subscribe, send us some, some questions, something that you need advice on so we can we're do We're ready. This Clearly again. we're
0: amazing at
1: it. I, I think it was so fun. And other than that, I think that's the Vibe.